0: My name is Caleb Mason. My name is Todd Hixenbaugh. And today, we're going to be learning about failure and how failure doesn't have to be final, and you can fail or In fact, there's a ton we can learn from failure, and that's why we're talking about it on the podcast today. But before we get into that, we just want to say thank you for all of you who are listening right now. You know, the podcast is doing better than ever. We had one of our most downloaded episodes that we've ever had just a few weeks ago, with our episode with Steven Johnson and the struggle of race relations. So all of you who listen to the podcast, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for helping us expand this conversation to continue learning and to continue learning from you. And hopefully you learn a little bit from us. So continue to share the podcast on social media, continue to rate our podcast and leave a review as well. So thank you so much for all of you who are doing that today. As I said earlier, you know, today we're talking about failure In doing that, we're talking with Jacob Vangen.
1: Now Jacob Vangen is a friend of ours who has quite the story in terms of just all the things that he's done so far and he's a younger guy, but there's another side to it, right? And that's mm-hmm. what we're going to be talking with him about today and it's, it's failure and really how he used failure in an interesting way. Um, For most of us, I think we we view failure as a negative, but he has a different message I think that we're going to really hear in, in our conversation that we had with him today just about how failure doesn't always have to mean a bad thing and how we can actually use it in different ways.
0: And we're going to join that conversation with Jacob right now. Well, welcome to the podcast, Jacob Banget.
2: Hey, Caleb. Hey, Todd. Thanks so much for having me. So glad to be here.
0: Yeah, we're excited to have you on the podcast today. Um, And today we want to talk about the topic of failure and learning from failure and the importance of failing forward. But before we do that, Jacob, why don't you uh, just introduce yourself a little bit to our audience?
2: Yeah, so like you guys have said, um, my name is Jacob Vangen, and uh, I have been up here in Rhode Island for the past eight months uh, at North Point Christian Church. And uh, I love New England. It's like the lost promised land of the United States uh, and tons of great culture up here. And I love to hike and go uh, swimming, kayaking, and anything like that. So it's a great place to hang out, get some clam chowda, and get some coffee. And it's, uh, it's a great place. So I know uh, that you guys... Asked me to speak about failure because it's about the only subject I'm an expert in. So thanks again for having me on.
0: Yeah. And, you know, here's here's why we want to talk about this topic today is because whether we like to admit it or not, failure is inevitable. I mean, I think at least for me, there's, there's something inside of me that thinks, you know, Caleb, you can get like it's possible to get through life without failing. But that's unreasonable. That's not going to happen. I mean, if you're if you're going after something big, if you're in leadership. You're going to, even just in life and just in general, you're going to fail at some point.
1: Dude, I fail at making toast every morning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty bad. (laughs) So just the question we want to start out with for you, Jacob, is, you know, failure is inevitable. What are some of the things that you've done to learn from it?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And you said it, Caleb, that the, the first thing I do to learn from it is I just expect it. Uh, i'm not under the illusion that i'm not going to fail, and i'm not surprised when I fail anymore. Uh, I actually expect to fail, and when you expect to fail, then you can learn from your failure and uh There was a season in my life when I knew that uh when I wanted to deny that I was going to fail or I wanted everything to be perfect, or uh, I wanted everyone to look at me in a certain way and did not want to fail um but now that I'm okay with failure, and I know it's going to happen, then uh, I can learn from it. And because we expect it, then what happens is our our perspective kind of changes on it, right? So instead of avoiding failure, we can learn to embrace it. And we embrace failure, we realize that it's an experience to learn from rather than an event that defines us. Uh, So failure isn't something that we have to uh, personalize and say that this is a hit against our identity. And just because you fail does not mean you're a failure. There's a difference between the events and your identity as a person. And so um, when you expect it and your perspective changes, it, that's what I love to do with failure is I love to get curious about it. And I, I love to ask, what, what can I learn from this situation? What could I have done differently? And then ask things like, who's faced the same problems that I have? And who can and who can I learn from who's went through this same situation? And so uh, when you expect it and it changes your perspective, you can really learn from it.
0: So, like, give give us an example of, you know, what's something recently that you've learned through failure?
2: Yeah, so something that I've learned from failure uh, is that. I I kind of said it before, but just because I fail at something does not mean I'm a failure. Uh, And a lot of it has to do with your identity. Where is your identity found? I'm a Christian, so my identity and my worth is found in Christ. And so uh, with that, uh, I think before, whenever I failed, there was a lot of shame, a lot of denial, a lot of blame or self-pity. And now like when I fail, it realized, no, this is... And experience to learn from and that this is not something uh, that I need to really find uh, my identity and it's okay. And then to talk about that with people and learn from it.
0: Mm-hmm. So talk, talk to us a little bit more about, you know, the importance of continuing to risk even after you failed before, because there's, there's a tendency to think in all of us, you know, at some point in our lives is that, you know, we fail and part of us thinks, you know, I'm not sure I want to do that again because it hurt. And I experienced failure, and I don't want to experience that again. But talk to us about why it's important that we continue to risk even after we failed.
2: Yeah, there's a there's a quote from Robert Kennedy, pretty famous, that I love. And he says that only those who dare to fail greatly will achieve greatly. And success is uh, – failure happens in success. Failures are just mile markers along – The road to success. And if you can't fail, then you will never succeed. You have to fail well in order to exceed greatly. And so you think about all these amazing people in history and throughout the world that have failed, and yet they were extremely successful. Like one of my favorites is Oprah. Oprah, her first television job, she got fired from because they told her she was unfit for television. And we're talking about Oprah here. And obviously that's not true. Or Walt Disney. Walt Disney, the guy who created Mickey Mouse and the Disney Empire, he got fired from uh, the first newspaper he worked at. And they told him that he was unimaginative and uncreative. And then his very first cartoon was this guy named Oswald the Rabbit. And nobody knows who Oswald the Rabbit was because he, he failed. But then from Oswald the Rabbit came Mickey Mouse and basically the entire world knows Mickey Mouse. And the, and I could go on and on. Like J.K. Rowling, when she published Harry Potter or tried to publish Harry Potter, she got denied by 12 publishers before, she, before Harry Potter was accepted. And now Harry Potter has sold over 400 million copies. So there's all these different examples of great people who were able to deal with failure. And if those people would have stopped, then their successes would have never been happened. So I think usually when we fail um, or when we want to give up, we're usually on the edge of something great. And success never happens overnight. Uh, Success usually comes from our own resilience and comes from passion. And I think that, Caleb, people often quit too soon. And uh, it's really not a matter of if you fail. But I heard this phrase from someone it's this idea of failing slow versus failing fast. So if you fail slow, you're going to fail and then sit in it, and it's going to define you, and you're just not going to move forward or, or, or fail forward. Versus if you fail fast, you learn from it, and then you move on to the next thing quickly as you continue to move forward.
1: So how do you make that mind shift? How, how do you how do you go? How do you kind of get yourself from a spot where you're kind of wallowing in it <clears throat> to actually moving to a spot where like you said, you, you, you fail fast, and it's something – it's not so much of a failure as it is a lesson in how not to do that again or what to do. Like, How do you, how do you change your mindset on that? Is it a mindset?
2: Yeah, I, I think it really depends on how you look at failure. Um, so with failure, um, Craig Rochelle says it really well that, that failure isn't an option. It's, failure is absolutely necessary. Um, and failure, uh, it's not a negative thing. We have to get our mindset away from this idea that failure is negative. Failure sometimes is the furnace that God uses to refine us. Failure is the opportunity for us to self-reflect and become self-aware and for it to be a positive thing. And, and what I would be afraid of in our perspective, we shouldn't be afraid of failure. We should actually be afraid of the fear of failure because when we're afraid of failure, it's this thing that paralyzes us, and it often makes us lead without faith. And it's in the Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. So we have to understand that we we have to take faith-filled risks. That we have to fail, and that it's just part of the process. And failure is an opportunity um, rather than an obstacle. Well,
0: that's that's really good. Um, what what are some of the things that you've learned from failure?
2: Well, we could go on and on uh, for this, but I know we want to honor people's time. So uh, how about I just list some of the ways that I failed pretty significantly, and and maybe we can get some lessons from that. So Mm -hmm. I I would share two things. The first is, um, so I'm a pastor and the first church that I ever got a job at was a church called Life Church in Oklahoma. And Craig Gershell's the pastor there. And uh, I got that job uh, as a 22 year old. And I was there were about 20 people interviewing for that position. And long story short, I got a position at Life Church out of 20 people. And I was the youngest person ever to be hired for that position. And uh, because of that, I let my pride get the best of me. Uh, by far. And so I'm in this position. And uh, I was there for for 82 days. And then I got fired. So I'm a pastor and I got fired from one of the greatest churches, largest churches in America, most influential churches in like 82 days. And I'll tell you what, I was a wreck. I was questioning, uh, you know, am I even supposed to be in ministry? What am I doing? Uh, Why did I get this job? And what I realized from that uh, is one of my mentors, Mark Moore. He's an incredible man. He said uh, he told me he said you're good at life and you're good at church. You're just not good for life church. And when life church even let me go, they were so gracious and they said no, you're still called to ministry. You're just not called to ministry with us. And because of that experience, uh, I learned so much about myself and my tendencies and areas I needed to grow. And ultimately, I think the reason why. I was let go on that team. And I think why they did that correctly was because I was trying to prove myself rather than serve the team. And I was really after my own, uh, glory rather than God's. And it it just did not work out. And so that was a huge failure that I learned from. Uh, and then the second one, um, is that Caleb knows, uh, that I was, uh, engaged, uh, for, uh, I dated a girl and was engaged for about six months. And, uh, that relationship fell on his face. And, uh, you know, a lot of thoughts of what, why am I not qualified? What kind of man am I? Why is this happening? And instead I, I tried to learn from it. And I realized that, um, I, my parents are divorced. I'd never been or seen in a, a healthy relationship. And I was really trying to find my identity in that relationship. And so, um, instead of saying, oh, I'm never qualified to, to be in a relationship again, I just started asking questions about why, um, why that relationship happened the way it did, and what can I learn from it. And so I started asking mentors a lot of questions, started reading lots of books on healthy relationships and what that looks like. And by the grace of God, I've been dating a girl for about a year now, we have a healthy relationship, and she's way better than I deserve. And the only reason that I'm able to be in a healthy relationship now is because I failed in a relationship and I learned from it and talked to people about it and got their advice and tried to get better from it. So those are just a few of the examples.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, one thing of just hearing um your story is that failure has really prepared you for where you are right now. At least, I mean, do you agree or what do you think?
2: No, I do agree. I'm currently um, in a position where I'm 24, and I'm one of the guys leading uh, church plants uh, that's eight years old, and I'm the main guy who's teaching and making leadership decisions. And if two years ago when I got fired from Life Church, if you would have said I'd be doing this, I'd say you're crazy. Um, But uh, I think that because of uh, I want to stay humble, I want to stay hungry, and I want to hustle, those kind of factors, I think that Uh, you know, people are okay with you failing, you don't have to hide your failure, people actually connect with your failure. And I, you know, told them my story, my situation, and then people are really willing to work with you because everybody fails. The difference is the people who own up to it and learn from it.
0: Yeah, and I would, I mean, I would say that's true in my life is that You know, it's the people who own their failures. It's the people who say, "Hey, look at me." I think Pat, like Patrick Lencioni, says it the best. You know, whenever he talks about vulnerability, is like the best types of leaders are the leaders who go, "Hey, look at these pit stains. Look at me sweating. You see, I sweat just like you do." (laughs) I absolutely love that. Um, You know. The, the next question we want to ask is, and you, you've talked about this a little bit, but how has your view of failure changed?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I don't want to repeat myself too much, but I think that, that all of our uh, views of ch- failure has to change. And for those of us who are Christians, I think a lot of times we, we associate that failure mm-hmm. means that we are missing God. And failure is often the first step towards success. And God actually uses our failure. It's not that we try to avoid failure. I mean, if you think of just someone from the Bible, Peter, I mean, Peter, three times they asked, do you know Jesus? No, I don't know him. Do you know Jesus? No, I don't know him. Are you sure you don't know Jesus? I don't know anything to do with the guy. And yet uh, he is used as the guy who speaks at Pentecost and, and thousands of people come to the church and he's a influential leader in the church and um God used that experience to shape and mold him and there's a lot of people that um would be considered failures but because of their perspective and because of um God using them that, that it actually they they turned into success but yeah we really have to change how we view failure and again i would say um if we're not failing every now and then, it probably means that we're playing it way too safe and if you're not failing in your life sometimes, if you're not stumbling then i w- I would challenge people on that and say, why aren't you failing uh, because we have to take faith filled risks in order to move forward so uh Craig Rochelle says it and says it really well, that, that failure is not an option. Failure is absolutely necessary. And it's something that we have to embrace rather than run away from. And it's something that in my life that, again, you know, I just expect I'm going to fail. And then because I'm okay with my failure, I can help people be okay with their failure. And if someone comes to me and talks about their failure, I'm probably going to have a lot more respect for that person. And I'm going to be able to help them work through that
1: As well. So what I'm hearing is, and just in your story and just in in how um, failure has happened for you, um, what I hear though is that it was, it was, it was not a passive thing. It was, okay, this has happened. And now uh, what am I going to do about it? Like the ball is in, is in my court now. And so what am I going to do about it? Um, So, so with that, you you probably view failure as something that and you said it before there it's this furnace thing. Um what was what, can you tell us one thing that that really helped you just as you were wrapping your head around failure? Was it a mentor? Was it um you know, I'm just going to go and lock myself in my room and and I'm going to read some stuff. Like what 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 was something that was really helpful for you um as you were working through this? Well, I think uh a couple things that you
2: can't hide you have to talk about it. And uh, you have to talk about it um, with your community and uh, be able to process through it. And people are going to speak truth into your life that you're probably going to believe lies about yourself in the midst of failure that are not true because of emotions and because of the experience. And so when you're open and honest and talk about that failure, and I talked about that failure with my friends and mentors, and they were able to speak truth into my life. And also, I talked about it with God. And because of that, I'm able to really reorient myself to to what's right and what's logical, but still feeling the emotion of failure, and that's okay. But you have to be able to talk about it to others and to God. And then uh, I just read a lot of books on failure as well. I'm a, I'm a book nerd, and there's so many people who have failed. Like failure is a consistent thing in all the human race. Like there's not one single person that has not failed. And so there's lots of people who are talking about it and lots of good sources to read on it. And then also how I encourage myself in the midst of failure is uh, self-talk is a really big deal. So how are you talking to yourself? Are you saying to yourself that you're a loser? Are you saying that you're not worth it? Are you saying that you're a winner? Are you saying where your value is from? And the kind of Thoughts in our head and the way we talk to ourselves is so key in how we handle handle failure and think about failure and how we move on from failure. And again, failure is not a person, it's an event. So our identity cannot be wrapped up in failure. And you can tell if your identity is wrapped up in failure very clearly by how you're talking to yourself. And if you're calling yourself a failure, then that's probably key that you're letting the failure influence you too much.
1: Do you have? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but do you have like one book that you would suggest that, that like really helped you? Or maybe you have a couple of books that really helped you. But do you have that one specific book um, that you would share with us just to, of something that you read?
2: You know, um, I know that there is uh, a book on resilience that's really good uh, that he'll share with me called Grit by Angela Duckworth. Um, that is uh, really good that talks about how to stay resilient in the midst of failure. Um, and then uh, off the top of my head, I, I can't think of any any books on failure. Uh, again, there's lots of podcasts on it, and uh, I'm sure I could think of some resources if I thought about it longer.
0: Grit's a pretty good one, though. That's a pretty mm-hmm. good one to start with. Um, so how how has experiencing failure impacted your faith, Jacob? You know, you said that you're a Christian. So how has failure um, impacted your faith?
2: Yeah, I think failure has caused my faith to grow um, exponentially, and I've grown the most during times of failure. Um, And you look at the Bible, there's tons of guys that have failed. We've already talked about Peter. Uh, David is a guy that failed, and in one of his Psalms, it's Psalm 37, he says, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him, though he may stumble— He will not fall for the Lord holds him up with his hand. And so when we fail, we have to realize that God's got us and God's in control. And our failure is an opportunity to press into God and to trust him more and depend on him more. And failure is a really good gauge for our faith, a kind of barometer to say how we are doing in our faith, because when we fail, will we run to God or will we run from God? And if we run to God during our failure, it's probably a good indication that um, we're, we're where we should be. But if we're running from God, it probably means that we're depending on ourselves or we're looking to other things for our value. And so God does this great thing, where he gets to change our perspective on failure, and he uh, does a great job of uh, redeeming that as well. You
0: know, why, why do you think failure has ha- or, like, why do you think failure has had such a positive impact? on your faith? I mean, because we, we've we all heard of people, you know, they, they've they gone through, you know, maybe similar circumstances as you have, but they've gone in like the complete option, opposite direction and have abandoned God. Why do you think for you that it's been a trend in the positive direction? Mm.
2: You know, I've never considered that. Um, I think failure just reminds me that I'm not enough and that I don't have it together. And uh, it pushes me towards God that way, because I know ultimately, like, I don't have all the answers, and I can't figure it out on my own, and um, I I think that uh, it pushes me towards God, because I know that He is in control, and He is good, and that I don't have to have it all figured out, and it kind of, when we embrace our failure, like, when I've embraced my failure, it's kind of nice, because it takes the weight off my shoulders, you know, like it's okay if I'm a failure because it's not about me and it's not up to me. And ultimately, uh, I'm not going to be here forever. And God is.
0: So as, as we're wrapping up, um, what would you say to the person who is in the midst of failure right now? You know, they just experienced a great failure for You know, maybe it was a relationship or maybe they got fired from a job or maybe they just tried a new initiative and it just completely bombed. What would you say to that person right now to encourage them?
2: I would say three things. The first would be don't quit, that it's the hard times that help us become the leader that we want to be, not the easy ones and that you could be on the edge of something great, and you could quit right now and stop that. So don't quit. The second thing I would say is learn from it. Be curious, ask questions, figure out why this situation or event happened, and then don't let it happen again. And this is an opportunity for, for you to learn. And then The third thing, and maybe the most important, is to be open about it. Don't try to hide it. Don't let this cause shame or don't let this cause you to uh, go inward, but rather be outward about it and talk to people about it and get people's opinions on it so you can get your heart right. And this failure has to be done in community because when failure is done in isolation, it can be damaging and be unhealthy. So don't quit. Learn from it. Be open.
0: Great. Well, Jacob, if someone wants to learn more from you, how can they find you?
2: Yeah, so you can go to North Point's website, which is northpointri.com. And then you can also find me on Facebook by searching Jacob Bangen. Uh Last name is V-A-N-G-E-N.
0: Great. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Jacob. Thanks so much, guys. Coming out of that interview, you know, I would say my biggest takeaway is, you know, something that I still have to remind myself a lot of, and it's that failure doesn't have to stop you. Now, on the next episode, we're going to be talking about public speaking, and we're going to be talking with Brandon Connor, who is the senior pastor at Mosaic Church in Mississippi. And Brandon has a ton of experience communicating for many years, and so we're going to pick his brain on some of the best practices and some of his process for communicating and giving messages as well the best way to make sure that you don't miss our next episode is by subscribing to our podcast on itunes or on google play or on your podcast player if you want to see some of our key takeaways from this episode check out our show notes
1: for our show notes it's a tool that we give you guys to be able to see just any resources or any quotes and all those t- sorts of things that you guys might want to use after this podcast is done playing for you uh, the easy way to do that is to go into your podcast player or into iTunes and look at the description tab. Um, and what you'll do is you'll click on that and there should be a drop down that you will find that will detail all of the show notes there for you. We have clickable tweets and all sorts of things like that so you guys can stay connected to the Learner's Corner and whatever the discussion is we're having that
0: day. You know, if you want to show your appreciation for this podcast, leave us a rating and a write a review of our podcast on iTunes Or talk to us on social media and let us know what you enjoy about the podcast. You can do that through our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram at The Learner's Corner or on our Twitter handle at Learner's Podcast. Until next time, keep learning and keep growing.